presented by the writers and illustrators of the future. They've been providing a means for new and budding writers to have a chance for the creative efforts to be seen and acknowledged. Welcome to Chatting with Sherry. Today we're going to speak with award-winning author Brittany Raidson. Uh, we're going to talk about her writing um, and writers of the future. Here's Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sherry. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to have you here. Um, how are you, and how is how are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm hanging out at home. My 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 mother-in-law took my kids so I could do this interview with you, and I'm just excited to be here. Cool. Um, so are you um, enjoying uh, the summer? Um, I don't know if you guys – it's so confusing with the pandemic because some places people are free again and some places people aren't. So, um, Are you guys still in lockdown there? We we actually aren't. My kids are really enjoying. They've been playing of tennis and softball and soccer and all sorts of things. It's been really fun this summer. Way busy this summer, but different than last summer. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're they finally opened up California too. I mean, um, we're at the. I think they said 57% have vaccinations, so we're doing really good. So um, better than some states. <laughs> that, 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 is, that is true, and that's, that's good news, to, that the vaccination system. Like, that's good. But at least we're, you know, hopefully the country will get all vaccinated, everybody will get to normal, and we'll, normal life will continue. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I I feel grateful. I've I've gotten my vaccine. My husband's most of my family they've been able to get vaccinated and to be able to have that to open up. Yep. And I and I think that it's so important. It's so it's kinda of funny because I, I was watching this old movie and they actually asked um someone who was going on an airplane if they had a smallpox vaccination certificate and the movie took place in the 60s so it's not that unusual that people oh. get vaccinated the way people are reacting now is just crazy because it's i mean that was in the 60s you know um and yeah, they were asking yeah. somebody do you have a vaccination certificate and it, they had to have it in order to get on the plane it, it, it just that was it, it's not an unusual thing to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. I yeah, I didn't know they did that with a smallpox. That's that's interesting. But yeah, I'm like I, I'm just glad that we that we have it so that we can you know we can move forward. We are very very fortunate here. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'm like, oh, I watched that movie. I go, oh, that's interesting because I keep my vaccination certificate in my wallet. So yeah, okay, that works. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Now my first question is, were you a reader as a child, and what kind of books did you like? I yes, I was a voracious reader as a child. Um, I I loved um, C.S. Lewis, all the Narnia books. Um, and Harry Potter and A Wrinkle in Time, you know, 
uh, yeah, those, those kinds of books. But Harry Potter, you know, is probably the number one that like was part of my childhood, um, you know, because I, I, we were there for like the the late night book openings and stuff with the we get Harry Potter glasses and things. Just had parties. Those were so fun and like that was a cool cool thing, part of my childhood. That's so sweet. Um, I never did that. I mean, I got my Harry Potter books, but I I, I never did the I. I was too old. Um. <laughs> well, I was I was ten, you know, and the last book came out uh, the the summer after my senior year in high school. So it was very much like, you know, I grew up, you know, yeah. It's just you're like, uh, um, I don't know. I think it's kind of cute that they had all that uh, mischievous. I don't know what word to use. That was an old Yiddish word. Um, because the fanfare, that's the word I was trying to find, fanfare yeah. for the books. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was so a lot cute. of fun. Well, they'd, they'd, have, they'd have someone at the store crack open the book at midnight and start reading it while you were waiting in line. You know, it was cool. It was fun, you know. I I used to see that on TV, all these kids sitting around reading. I thought, ah, oh, this is really good. But then after the Harry Potter books stopped, they stopped reading. Uh, I hope you're not one of those kids. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I do love, I do tend to love uh, young adult fiction and and even some middle grade fiction. I mean, then it was Hunger Games and The Virgins and you know, uh, Match and some of these different ones that I, yeah, no, I, I still, yeah, <laughs> I read. <laughs> I, I, the other one I like from uh, that, that kind of. Uh, book is um, Percy Jackson. Did you ever read those? Oh, oh yes, I have read all of them. <laughs> I really like those. They're really cute. Uh, but I, I love I... mythology anyway, so, you know, <laughs> it, they kind of went hand in hand with, after I finished Harry Potter, I went into Percy Jackson because it was like sort of the same. It, not the same. Yeah. It's not magic, but it's that mythology. <laughs> it, yeah. He had another one that was like with ancient Egypt too, a series there. Anyway, uh, Rick Rick Rodin or whatever. I think it's the same author. Anyway, that was a good one too. I yeah, I, I read a couple of those with my kids. I I have four kids and uh, my oldest is is ten almost uh, at the end of the summer and yeah, right up his alley. It's good stuff. I um I love I love that kind of stuff. I was always into. Ancient Egypt, and oh, there was a show, and nobody remembers it. My brother doesn't remember it. There was, they used to have something called Saturday morning live action shows that they had on mm-hmm. for kids. And, you know, mm-hmm. they had the cartoons, and then they had live action shows. And one of the shows was Isis, which was the goddess, uh, Egyptian goddess. Not the bad mm-hmm. people. Um, <laughs> long before that. Right, yeah. um, yeah. This is this is the ISIS that was long before they were thought of. Um, ancient Egypt. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, ancient Egypt, and I love that show. Oh God, it was like my favorite show after Bewitched when I was a little girl. Then and nobody remembered it. Nobody. Um, so I was a collectible show. I was at a collectible show, and they had the video, and it had a picture of her, 
gorgeous picture of ISIS. Mm-hmm. And I, I go, oh, my God, nobody believes this exists. So I bought it. It wasn't that expensive, but I bought it. I brought it home, and I showed uh, – I went over to my parents, and I showed my mom and dad, and they go, oh, that's what you were talking about. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Brother still didn't remember it. On an archaeological find, she found a pendant, and when she put the pendant on, uh, as she said Isis, she became Isis, and she could fly, and she could do all kinds of superpowers, and it was supposed to be like a – I found out later it was supposed to be like a companion piece to – um, what's it called? Captain America, I think. Um, <laughs> and, and all this stuff is really corny. <laughs> uh, well, I think you know ancient uh, mythologies and things—they they can inspire a lot of different um, kind, kinds of stories and and things. I um, my writers of the future story that is a, a that they're publishing for volume thirty-seven. I don't know if you know what. Uh, do you know what dryads are? I couldn't. I, I'm sorry. Uh, um, I I couldn't hear what you said. You, do I know oh. what what is dryads? Have you have you ever heard oh, of yeah, them? Oh yeah, of course. True. Yeah, I know what dryad is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like these uh, these ancient. You know, they're from from Greek. Uh, you know, ancient Greek mythology. Um, mm-hmm. And and like you know, they, it, it dries literally means oak. And and anyway, for me, for my story, I kind of took. Uh, borrowed off that um, myth, I guess, you know, and uh, asked these questions, you know, what if, what if, and I made them into this magical race of people, you know, who live in a forest by, you know, um, by humans and stuff. And anyway, I, I think mythology is a great place to get ideas for stories, you know. Oh, I do too. I, uh, no, it, I'm not dissing that. I'm just saying that it was a children's show. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm like you. You were breaking up a little bit during part of that, and and I don't think I totally followed then. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I was just saying that the show disappointed me not because it was about ancient history and stuff like that. I love mythology. I love ancient Egypt. I still. I mean, I studied archaeology because of my love of ancient Egypt. The um, the show itself, you could tell mm-hmm. that it was for children's programming it it was really corny (laughs) yeah but it had like all these people who were going to become famous actors in it you know later it just it was well that was another funny thing was to see people that later on became famous in this really corny show (laughs) (laughs) that makes fun to bring up later (laughs) i know i know But, no, no, I love mythology. I mean, I've, and I mean, I love magic, and I love, uh, um, I grew up watching Bewitched, and I Dream of Genie, and and stuff like that. And half the things I like, the movies and music and stuff, is all older. And so I have a great respect. We, that's where our mythology, really, in our country, um, comes from is really from like old stories from the different peoples that um came to america you know whatever your background is that's where your mythology that you know best is i think it's fascinating we and it's a really interesting mix if you think about it if you you're open to it yeah 
Oh, that's that's cool. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, we all do um, have our own family histories and mythologies, and that's neat. I hadn't thought about it like that. I mean, that's I ha- I have a weird mind. I do admit, <clears throat> but um, but it's 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 even. I think one of the most important things you have to do is find out about your own family history, because once your grandparents and your parents are gone, it's gone. So, you know, when you hear your grandma and your grandpa telling a story that you might think is a little boring, you should still listen to it because that's part of you. Yeah. It's really, really crucial that you get that. that, Yeah, because otherwise it's missing from you. Yeah. And it's your mythology. Well, not your mythology, but your history. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting. Well, I'm just thinking because I my my uh, grandpa and grandparent my grandparents died when when I uh, on my dad's side when I was like eight years old and a lot of I don't remember a whole lot right um, but you know the it, what keeps them alive I guess is the stories and things that people tell you you know about them mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of neat, you know yeah I never met my great-grandfather, but my mother told me some really wonderful stories about him. And, you know, it made it alive to me that it told it, you see this picture of this old man, and he kind of looks kind of mean, actually, and then you find <laughs> out what a sweetheart he was. You know, he did... Uh, he he would like give the kids uh, money to go get ice cream at the soda shop, you know, and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, he just he he was you you want those stories, so you know you should. If your mom knows stories about your grandparents, or your dad knows stories about your grandparents, you should listen to those stories, and you also should listen to the stories that your parents tell you. Because my mom told me some, and my dad told me some fun stories. When, it, if you listen to the stories, and especially if there, there's something that sparks you, that could do be a great story. I I actually wrote a series of radio plays from about my grandparents from my mom's stories. Aw, that's neat. I'm like, well, that's that's a really cool way to get inspiration. I think that's 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 neat, Sherry. Well, well, I just, I'm trying to inspire of... other people, too, so I hope so. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think that's really cool, you know, and kind of connect you with, you know, the people where you came from. I think, you know, I think that's so important, um, you know, and, yeah, I, the people around us, yeah. It, 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 and it just know about the history of your family. I mean, you should know about the history of your country and the history of the world, too, and that's very important. But for your own sure. self, when you get older, you're going to want that, those pieces of history of your, right. your parents and your grandparents. It's it's part of you, and and you won't really feel it until they're gone. And believe me, you're going to want it. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I, um, one, one of my aunts went, she put on my Facebook, uh, page or whatever. Cause, um, after I, uh, so I, I am a published finalist for volume 37, but I don't know, uh, if you know, I actually won quarter one, I got second place 
it's all be in volume 38 as well, uh, which is kind of cool. But um, she had posted on, on my Facebook page after that that my grandpa would be really proud because my grandpa was actually an English teacher and he loved writing, you know, and I, I don't, I don't know a whole lot of those stories, but she had posted that. And so anyway, talking with you, I'm like, oh, it kind of makes me think about him and some of that, you know. That's, that's really important. That's fantastic. So now yeah. you can, like, talk to your aunt and get some stories from her about your grandfather. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, there's, there's a lot I don't know about, um, about what he did with writing and stuff. So anyway, that, that would be a, some good conversations to have. Uh, anyway, you, you got me thinking now, you know. <laughs> That's good. That's always good. Um, were you writing as a kid, or did you get inspired to write when you were in school, or is it something that happened later? When did you start actually writing? I, I started writing pretty young. Um, I, I remember vividly uh, in elementary school, I actually think it was sixth grade, actually, when I, they assigned us to do, to do a series of poems, collect our favorite ones from different authors, and to make this anthology, but also to create our own poems that kind of went alongside it. Um, and so I kind of started a lot, like, lo- liking poetry and stuff. But I did, you know, I, I also started writing stories, and I would bring them with me everywhere, Sherry. <laughs> I, I, I told John, I was talking to him, I um, would go to um band class or different and I would hide my story ideas and things I was working on behind my music sheet and when the band director would go work with the other um sections I I would I would pull it out and work on it so I I, I've had you know I've been writing for a long time but the thing is I stopped after high school I went to nursing school and I just I didn't touch it until until um about a year after about five years ago I guess when my third child um, was about, it was almost a year old, um, you know, and I wish I would have done it throughout that time, but it just, it always felt too busy, you know? I understand. But I, knew that I, that I had that happen to me too. Your life, yeah. you, you have to make choices for your life. And mm-hmm. you, it doesn't mean it's going to go away. It just means it's just temporarily in the, um, the gathering zone. You're just gathering information. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I think you're right because sometimes it feels like you can move forward really well with, with writing or whatever you're working on, right? And then sometimes it's like, gosh, I can hardly tread water right now. Um, you know, yeah. But I'm really glad I went back to it for me. I think writing has made me a better mom. It's made me, I don't know, I'm just a happier person. It's the cheapest therapy I, I tell my friends. I, you know, I, I, I'm glad I've come back to it. I love it. That's good. That's You can't write unless you love it. <laughs> That's the law. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's too hard to write unless you love to write. <laughs> <laughs> this, yes, <laughs> this is true. I mean, um, I think yeah. one of the things about being creative is that it it comes naturally. It's part of you. But to the point where you're sharing it, that part's the hard part. Right. You know what I mean? To write it is part of you. It just pours out. And there's no issue that, that at least this is with me. Uh, and then 
when you have to edit it or or get someone to read it or promote it or any of those things that are outside of your normal zone, that's the hard part. <laughs> that, that is true. It's always good when we can gather from, from life experiences and things. So, And I think writing has more depth when you can do that. The older mm-hmm. you get, the more life experience you get, the deeper your stories will get. Right, right, for that's sure. True. It's funny because what you said about your grandfather, that's what, when I got my first book published, my dad was so proud of me because he wanted to be a writer. And he did write when he was mm-hmm. young. And I didn't know it until I, um, I I told him, I said, I wrote a book. And he goes, you did, let me read it. And I go, uh, and he goes, Sherry, just let me read it. <laughs> Aww. And he did, and he loved it, and he was very supportive, and I'm really glad that he got to read that book because he died not long after. And um, my dad was, like, so cute about it, he promoted it to everybody in his office. (laughs) Oh, well, you know... I, I was I was talking with a friend the other day about because uh, she was talking to me about being a mom and writing and different things and you know uh, and and um, you know I always talk about uh, to my friends about it's important to make time or whatever I also think what's so important is is surrounding yourself with with good people like I put them in three categories I think you need supportive family supportive friends and supportive mentors you know and. That's so neat, that story with um, with your dad, you know, to be so supportive of you. I know for me, like, uh, my husband does a lot, does a lot for me, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that make it possible. And, and my family, my mother-in-law is watching my kids right now, so I can so I can talk with you and I don't have them in the background, <laughs> you know. You know, I'm like, uh, and and I think it, it, it's just, it's so important. Um, when I was first starting Writers of the Future or whatever, it, Chasing, getting published by them because they're awesome, right? Um, I, I, there was a challenge on the Writers of the Future Forum to submit every quarter, and I signed up for that challenge. And, you know, I didn't know at the time I was going to be uh, pregnant and be due almost at that, that last week of the quarter, of the last quarter of the year. And I had met every goal until that last. And I ended up actually typing most of my most of my story, my writer's the feature entry in the hospital just barely after I gave birth to my baby because it was so important to me. Um, and and I, I wanted to be able to make it if I could. Um, and, you know, I think it is important to take advantage of, like, those free moments if, if they exist or whatever. I, I was really glad I grabbed my computer in the hospital bag to be able to do that. But um, I didn't get to finish that night. There were only a couple nights left before the end of the quarter. And I couldn't, you know, it was hard when I got home. I couldn't transition. Uh, it, it's hard. You know, you have a new baby. And I had three other children, and I was trying to meet this goal. And uh, at the, about the last day of the quarter, uh, my husband was like, hey, I know you have this goal. I will watch the kids, and you go finish your story. And, you know, I, you need that, that support as much as you need to take the time to do it. Do you know what I mean? I Even though I had put forward that time and that effort, I still would have fallen short if I didn't have people watching out for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah a, a loving support, uh, family, friends, and like you said, mentors. 
if I did have people to reach out to, I wouldn't even have chatting with Sherry. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I'm just as nervous about doing new things as anybody else, and I'm not <laughs> sure. My mom suggested it mm-hmm. um, because I was having such a hard time finding a um, a podcast to do an interview on. And right. then I actually talked to one of my mentors, and I said, should I do this? And he said, why not? It's not that I, I probably would have done it, but that those two little little pushes, they help. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I think they really do. Um, I am fortunate to have a, a, a mentor right now. That you know him. His name is Wolf Moon. Um, and, and you've had him on board. Um, he actually decided he wanted, (laughs) he, he offered to mentor me after he heard that I, you know, wrote my story in the hospital. He thought that was cool. Uh, but, and (laughs) that sounds like Wolf. (laughs) He's like, that's dedication, (laughs) you know, but anyway, there have been so many times he told me when he first started mentoring me, he said, I want you to write this note, belief becomes reality and put this on your computer and you know where you write and you know sometimes my kids would run off with that note or whatever but even just remembering that knowing that this guy cared and and the other thing is he this mentor you know he he read every story since he decided to be my mentor he either read every writers of the future story i i sent in or at least at the very least the opening and helped me he he's given me a lot of time and i you know what i know that's helped me like a ton you know um because a lot of the things he's he's taught me have influenced um, how I see stories, you know. Um, anyway, he's just a good guy. I'm just really grateful. I have I have good family. I have really good friends. I, I recommend the Writers of the Future Forum. There's a lot of good friends, people to be had there, good community, and and good mentors. I just I just feel so blessed, you know. Well, that's great. Um, we're coming to the end of the interview. I just want you to, I know you said it before, but could you give the full title of the book and the number and the name of your story? So uh, L. Ron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future, Volume 37. Uh, my story is entitled Half-Breed. Great. And do you have a website? And what is your um, social media? Are you on, like, and there's Instagram and Facebook and um, all that good stuff. And do you have a handle on, on those? Yeah, um, a, a handle, Rainston Wright. I'm, I'm at RainstonWrights.com, and I'm Brittany Rainston. Um, so you can you can find me those ways. You know, I, I'm also on Amazon. I, I, had a, I have a story published in Deep Magic there if you want to read a story of mine. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. And do you have a website? Oh, my website is, is RangstonWrites.com. All right. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope you enjoyed oh, it. Thank you so much, Jerry. I have. You've been wonderful. Thank you. And thank you for chatting with Sherry. <laughs>